I just, I spent so much time being angry that it did not bode well for my physical body. Oh, and yeah. I, and I mean, that pent up, like being angry and then expressing anger, not yeah. expressing anger yes. is something that's going to like really manifest in your body. So 100%. much tension, so much pain, physical yes. pain, digestive issue, like all sorts of things can crop up, which we have talked about um, quite a bit. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast this week. Jen, I'm so excited to be here with you. And Same. New Year and in kind yeah. of like a relatively feels like a new workflow just because you're back in action and everything. Yeah. And I'm just it feels good. So I feel like a new person, but <laughs> I know technically you've been back like back back for a few episodes, but it's just it feels more like we're headed into our rhythm. It's the beginning. Yeah, it's the beginning of a good schedule. And that's I think that's why it feels good because we're like a good okay. schedule and like a great it's gonna be a great year for the podcast. I already know. It. I'm really excited. So yeah. Welcome everyone. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, so I need to know, like, I need a quick update on you because it's been I mean, the last time we talked, I, I was on vacation. Yeah. And it's been a hot minute since yep. we connected in that way. So tell me. Oh my gosh. Girl, what's going on with oh, you? Oh, there's there's so, so much that's like, I'm, oh my, okay. If anything about 2020 that I'm going to carry into 2021 is that um, you can't count on many things and you can't plan many things and you must pivot <laughs> and stop I think fighting you can it. plan, you just have, have to, like, have to have a, a really flexible plan. Yeah, like I, I think I'm, I by no means will I ever say I'm used to pivoting, but I'm no longer holding expectation of not pivoting, if that makes sense. I think you're used to pivoting. I'm like, <laughs> I'm on the periphery over here thinking like, to oh. myself how many times you have had to pivot <laughs> in your just time that we've been uh, friends. And yeah. I'm nearly positive that you're an expert at this point. <laughs> well, thank you for the external validation because um I also kind of feel that as well, but mm-hmm. I'm like kind of scared to say it out loud cuz I'm like knock on wood. I so I'm like my kids are going the school district out here has um has rolled out the new hybrid plan and um I am simultaneously feeling all the feelings all at the same time. Um it's a I'm so glad we're doing this. My my second grader, Lucy, she this has not served her. Remote schooling has been so hard and I'm not like I I'm very very lucky that her teacher is a wonderful communicator and a wonderful teacher who's trying her very very best and she knows we both know that this is not serving her um and so 
the idea of her being able to go hybrid is really important for her. Um, and so she's and her grade is going to be rolling out in like a week and a half. And so it'll be about a week when this launches. And um, I'm just doing my best to prepare all the things. I am desperately trying to heal up some eczema on her fingers so she can hand sanitize mm. on the regular. It has been it's been a hmm working real hard on it. She's got some cracks and things like I might she might need to wear like a finger glove to wear hand sanitizer, which we're we're looking into all the things to make sure that she's prepped like I'm she has way too many masks but she's so picky about what feels right and i know it has to feel right for her to keep it on Hmm. and then she's got to have extras in case she sneezes into it or like you know something so we're we're in deep preparation for like getting her ready for hybrid schooling that um i think is going to serve her very well um i it's kind of odd because my fifth grader paxton I don't know if he needs to go back to school. This is serving him very well right mm, now. That's so interesting. Right? And um, I am i don't think I can even make that decision of, like, you get to stay home. I might breach the conversation with him, but he, um, his, he is flourishing with his education in remote schooling. He's on the math team. He's, he's got glowing reviews on his report card. And this is, like, his jam. Like... You know, he's kind of a homebody. He enjoys his comforts. He get he enjoys control over his schedule. Autonomy is important to him in that regard. And this, like, this is for him. Like, <laughs> and, um, but I, I know for a fact that he's going to struggle with the idea of Lucy going to school and him not going to school because he desperately misses people his age. Um, and so... <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. He's not going to, his grade is not going to roll out till mid-February. So I got some time. It's fine. Like, well, we're going to, you know, do our best as we go along. So we're, we're in preparations for a second grader, trying to take in all the information from the school district that's slowly rolling out and like just trying to figure out how to keep everybody safe and healthy. And um, so we're, we're like kicking up the immune support right now in preparation for seeing people. And like that's so that's like physically like that's what's happening within my family and like what we're doing personally. But um, I feel like there's always just so much going on <laughs> while not leaving is just a bizarre thing to be like I'm not actually like going anywhere but there's so much going on all the time that I had this moment yesterday while I was cutting zucchini <laughs> and I was listening to Rage Against the Machine so good and I was having so much fun rocking out to that so I just Rage Against the Machine has always been such an amped experience for me and like energy and I had my headphones on it was like um it's just it was an experience in the best way. And I was like, yes, why have I not listened to this sooner? And, and then I just started bawling <laughs> like mid killing the machine, like bawling my eyes out. Like <laughs> I was just like, and then I just, I started laughing at myself as I'm just crying while I'm cutting zucchini. And I'm just like, never, never in my life has raging against the machine put me into a tears fit like crying fit like (laughs) and I I had this moment with myself where I was kind of like huh (laughs) I'm in such a different place than I was even like a few months ago when Mm -hmm. it comes to my emotions and how it's manifested and how I deal with it that I was I was having so many feels all at the same time because I was like why am I crying and then I was like having this conversation with myself because I've learned to do that, that when I'm having feelings, you don't stuff it down. You don't pretend like it's not there. You don't, you can let it wash over you. But having that moment to like evaluate 
feelings is I'm getting a little stronger at. And so I'm sitting there crying, like trying to dry my tears. And I'm like, wow, why am I crying? And um, I think I'm just finally comfortable with my anger. Mm. I was going to ask you, like, was it a release or was it anger, like angry crying? Because legit, like Rage Against the Machine stirs some anger. It's good. Amped. It's good like, for you. It, it is. We and I need always, some screamo sometimes. Yes. And I've always been drawn to screamo and like um, heavy metal. Like I got my my album that I got for Christmas that I was like, yes, was Metallica Black album. And what? I 100% made my family listen to it on Christmas Day. <laughs> Do y'all ever have things that your best friend tells you that that, surpri- that, was, <laughs> that was surprising? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was I just there's just you get you feeling some kind of way. And I, I have so I know Metallica Black album so well that it was and I'd been looking for it on um, vinyl for a while and hadn't been able to find it anyway and so I was just like yes and anyway and I think I'm just finally comfortable with accepting my anger welcoming it and exploring it then tamping it down and only feeling comfortable with my anger when I listen to music Um, because music I don't know if it's that music really kind of allowed me to commiserate because the words are powerful the feeling is powerful um but I just I think I in my Enneagram Tunis just never allowed myself to be comfortable with that because anger is not comfortable to watch in someone else Mm, interesting and so I know that me being angry made other people uncomfortable and so I inadvertently just kind of just stuffed it back there like you know it's only appropriate for me to feel angry by myself type of thing and oh. um that's not this is guys. not something i experience as an eight <laughs> <laughs> yeah i figured i figured as much um but i'm exploring because guys 100 percent. i spent most of 2020 just pissed off <laughs> just i'm guessing angry. you're not the only one <laughs> i'm guessing not you know I'm, I'm wondering if we all kind of felt that at one time and it's how we deal with it it's so interesting and I just was, I mean, my liver can tell you I was angry. (laughs) Like I don't drink. And my liver was like, what are you doing? Um, I was just, I spent so much of 2020 just angry Mm. and not coping with it and not accepting it and trying to, um, deal with it in a way that wasn't seeing it. I was trying not to see it. And, um, you know, by gardening and trying to meditate and, (laughs) Like, you know, Cass is just laughing at me because she's like, what? <laughs> no, I, it makes it makes so much sense to me. It's really funny when <laughs> yeah. when people talk, when folks talk about like self-care as these mm-hmm. calm practices, which I mean, to each their own, right? Yes. Yes. To me, a very Normally. calming practice is to scream some screamo music in my car. Yes. Driving yes. nowhere, just driving. Yes. Right. That, I mean, or, I've done that too. Well, and that's such a COVID activity for me because it's yeah. the only place I'm allowed to go is my car. So I fine. just, I spent so much time being angry that it did not bode well for my physical body. Oh, and yeah. I, and I mean, that pent up, like being angry and then expressing anger, not yeah. expressing anger. Yes. is something that's going to like really manifest in your body. So 100%. much tension, so much pain, physical yes. pain, digestive issues, like all sorts of things can crop up, which we have talked about um, well, quite and a bit. I think that was my realization when 
is like I simultaneously went to just like bursting into tears and being like, whoa, where did that come from? To, oh, I'm expressing my anger right now. This is me angry and allowing myself to be angry when everybody's home and somebody could walk in any minute and be like, whoa, are you okay? And I, I'm, I'm fighting to learn these things about myself because I've got kiddos that both need to learn these things. And mm-hmm. I just can see it in themselves. And I'm like, it's okay to be angry. But I wasn't allowing myself to be angry. And I'm like, the only way they're going to learn this, they're not going to learn this by me talking about it. They're going to learn it by watching me. Mm-hmm. They're, they have to see me get angry and learn how to and see how I deal with it and how I mm-hmm. cope with it. It's like modeling is so huge for children. And um, and just like I've been preaching, you know, to my, my children is like these emotions are valid. They're your this is a safe place. There are inappropriate ways to express them, like hitting and breaking things. I mean, maybe breaking things in the right moment. Like that sounds actually kind of wonderful right now. Um, but like you can't like just break stuff because you're angry. Like you, you know, there's appropriate ways to you can't hurt people. You can't like, you know, there's just not you just don't express anger that way. That's not constructive. It's not helpful for you or anyone else. And I was like, except for I wasn't taking my own advice for a very long time. (laughs) So I don't know. I just was simultaneously like exploring like, wow, I'm really angry right now. And this is like bringing up emotions for me to like, hell yeah, look at me go to like (laughs) laughing at myself of like, I just cried to rage against the machine. Like, (laughs) like, you know, I just I, I I've just never had that experience, but I know it's been there all along, you know, so it was anyway, that's where I'm at right now. Crying <laughs> that was to yesterday. Rage the machine. I In my kitchen it. while cutting zucchini. Oh, my goodness. I love anyway. that so much. <laughs> I it's it's it feels really lovely to see my friend embracing the angry side of herself. Um, yeah. It feels and I mean, experiencing that full spectrum of human emotion is so important. And I struggle with the other side of it, right? Like the vulnerability, the softness, you know, the softness being weak and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's an interesting. We all have our sides there. Yeah, we all have I'm like, if you need to tap into your anger, I'm here for you anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I know. I'm like, I feel like (laughs) activities that we can enjoy together are like, screamo in the car we don't even need to talk like we could just ride together i think we have plans we have plans i think i think this should be a thing (laughs) all the windows down doesn't matter the weather wear masks turn on screamo (laughs) i'm like oh goodness gracious so what about you like what's what's new my friend well uh we're i mean kind kind of roughly getting back into the swing of things after you know being being gone and and it's really like, whoa it's like only a, the seventh it's okay it's only the seventh you're <laughs> right it is only the seventh when we're recording this yeah I it's I'm just allowing myself a slow roll back into you know kind of the the daily routine and kind of taking some time to like really sit and figure out like what I want that daily routine to be going into this season Mm. of you know the new year and as I've mentioned in in previous episodes I think last week probably and then um, in years past when we were kind of approaching the beginning of the year I I do like to use the new year as a marking arbitrary marking of time to Mm -hmm. to reevaluate and reassess and see what kind of needs to move forward and Mm. you know it's 
the interesting part is that this is probably the first year that I have felt so much freedom not stepping into like a dieting mindset or something, Mm -hmm. you know, within that kind of diet culture structure framework. And Mm -hmm. I really like, I honestly, it's all due to, to Lucia Holly. (laughs) I mean, you guys, she's legit that way. Break that down. (laughs) Yeah. I, we, so she has this program called lean and liberated. I've talked about it before. Um, if you're a, a, a woman who is, um, struggling with losing weight this is not an ad by the way (laughs) if you're struggling with losing weight and you're tired of dieting yourself to death and you're done with that and you're kind of into this space of like intuitive eating and not wanting to count or uh, pay attention to things like that I really recommend working with Lucia. She has a, mm-hmm. a wonderful group program. It's super affordable. I mean, man, just just don't even think about it one more time. Just do it. She also has a free Facebook group where she shares literally all of her secrets <laughs> in that group anyway. And I will link to that. I'll link to the program and I'll link to um, that group in the, in the show notes for everybody. But I was uh, watching her live yesterday. And one of the things that she said just really struck me. And it was something to the effect of what if the time in your life where you were being self-forgetting and being disconnected from your body actually served you really well during that time and that's Mm. okay. Mm -hmm. And I was (laughs) like, whoa, (laughs) because I feel, I feel so much shame around having built this business in the health and wellness adjacent industry, you know, it started in the health and wellness industry for sure. And then it's kind of adjacent now, um, you know, and built this thing really at the sacrifice of my own health. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't Mm -hmm. written a book. I haven't, uh, but you, you hear about these experiences from, from folks like Diane Sanfilippo and, you know, she's been pretty open about having put herself into, you know, a really big state of fatigue, writing a book and having it be this, you know, relatively unnatural process for her. And Mm -hmm. I really resonate with that in the sense that it's just so easy for me to be self-forgetting in an effort to, to realize some very serious dreams for myself and my family. And one of those was just not to be financially burdened. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we're still in a position where we're paying off student loan debt, and we have quite a ways to go with that, even with what I felt so far. And I, I honestly, I had to almost get myself to a place of financial safety in order to feel like I can be safe and kind of come home to my own body again. I don't know if that mm, makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and obviously that the financial privilege then gives me the opportunity to even have the time or space to reflect and kind of mm-hmm. come home to myself and enter back into that. So I think, you know, I haven't really like, I haven't picked it, you know, a word or a phrase of the year or anything like that yet. And I think I still will. Like I haven't had my vision board time, which was so good for me last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really fun to like, I, I don't know if I talked about this on our reflection episode. Cause we recorded that a couple weeks ago, but I looking at my vision board, like I did that shit. 
(laughs) I did that shit. You didn't talk about that. I love that. It feels really good. And, and, you know, some of it happened in a really different way. Obviously, you know, making Mm -hmm. a vision board in January 2020, we all (laughs) laughed, you know, in March when we thought things were going to be shut down for a few weeks or or what have you. Mm -hmm. So it's been it's been really interesting. And so all of that to say, I am making a lot of the same choices that I might have made in previous years where I, where I was kind of leaning toward dieting. I do have like quite a bit of weight to lose for myself to feel really comfortable and at home in my own body. And I've been in this position before Mm. and it's not a position I thought I would ever be in again, having the tools that I have. Mm-hmm. This is a lot more vulnerable than I planned on being today. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> but but it, it begs to be said. And, you know, being in being a nutritional therapy practitioner and someone who has helped. I mean, a lot of my practice was helping people lose weight. Um, having self-awareness around moving into that really intentionally this year. And, and again, like I said, making some of those same habits feels, I mean, wholly different than it Mm. did in previous years and I just said cool like here are the tools that I have in my toolbox and I'm gonna go back to my intermittent fasting because that feels really good and supportive and super sustainable for me and for a Mm. lot of folks frankly Mm -hmm. um and I have bad mouths intermittent fasting for women in the past like let me just say that so (laughs) Cassie has since changed her mind and she's allowed to and she oh (laughs) that's a human nature thing yeah and Mm. and you know just gaining understanding of things um but I think you know a lot of my healing to do this year is actually eating more I I struggle with eating uh, way less than my body needs and then mm-hmm, you know I'm too. stuck in this loop of having a slower metabolism because I'm not like I'm not doing any activity that demands more energy out of my body which means my body's not going to ask for more food which is just mm-hmm. going to perpetuate the cycle of me not eating more and mm-hmm. so I've made some like kind of fun changes that are like okay this is going to get me moving and so I, I bought a treadmill desk situation which is there <clears throat> and, and it's actually just the treadmill mm. um no I don't have it yet it comes in like a week and a half or something uh but I ordered it knowing full well like I never really wanted to be a person who needed a treadmill desk you know <laughs> but yeah. you know thinking about life coming in these seasons you know the seasonality of like our hormones of the weather of our own like energy cycles and thinking to myself like why am I not serving myself better with meal prep and planning ahead Mm. and finding whatever convoluted way to move that I need to in order to make this thing happen and we're just stuck inside a lot more because of COVID and then you know it's you know obviously I can go outside if it's raining like I'm a tough person. I can handle that, (laughs) but it's kind of Mm -hmm. depressing and it's cold and it's not fun. Like I don't have to do it, you know, but I can still get some movement in inside. So anyways, all of that to say, I, I've come to a place where I'm making a lot of similar changes as far as like, okay, here's what I'd like to do with my movement. And here's what I'd like to do with my, um, not even my eating. Like I'm not on a plan. I'm just, thinking about how can I add in nourishing things, which is the conversation we've been having for years on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And 
not really hemming and hawing and worrying too much about, you know, the makeup of each meal, but thinking about, okay, well, how can I add something that's nourishing? And I know it's going to make me What's feel gonna good. What's going to feel good. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's going to feel good. Yeah. And, and continuing to let go of those reins of like, oh, I can't have this food or I can have this food or this food is good and this food is bad and et cetera. And, and letting go, continuing, you know, the process of letting go of that. So, mm. um, I don't know if that's what I planned on saying today, but that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what felt right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm leaning into thinking about like food prep as self care, which we've talked about prior and, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and planning ahead as self care and really just like giving myself the time and attention that my body deserves and being okay with that personally, because that's not something in, in the history of my being that I've ever really been okay with, unless exercise was like quite an outlet for me, like back when I was doing CrossFit and I was an mm-hmm. angry, pissed off human being who needed to <laughs> pick up heavy things and put them down, um, which I loved, by the way. So does, I mean, I'm, yeah, I can but, relate. <laughs> but just going back to thinking about like, what are the things that serve you in this season? And I, and, and being okay with being a different version of self than I have been previously gosh I think I think everybody needs that right now everybody <laughs> needs to ask those questions of themselves yeah, right now like totally what what is going to serve you in this season because n- nobody planned on being here nobody you know like nobody planned on having these kind of experiences and feelings and it's everyone's here like there's no judgment there's no this is a collective human experience that mm-hmm. we have to, we all have to live through and it's all an individual journey. Mm-hmm. So it's like asking those questions of ourselves is really what's going to help us feel good. Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about that. We're going to get to the meat of our episode and I know we're, we're a ways into this chat already. You guys will try to be <laughs> as succinct as possible with the rest of the episode, but you know, for those of you who have been with us for a while, you know that Jen took a pretty big break from the podcast last year. True, true. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. It was so like flow wise, many weeks in a row, but it was also felt so short. Off and on. Yeah. yeah, and it was off and on too. You're right. And yeah. you know, you were ever present in the background doing. I was always of- editing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was here, but I felt so like backstage for most of 2020 with the the podcast well and you were I mean you were having this kind of coming to a stopping point with like mental health physical health all sorts of things that started Mm -hmm. to crop up for you and I remember being like okay do we want to continue with the podcast Do you need to take a step back like what do we need to do here Mm -hmm. and I remember that being such a beautiful conversation for us so open and engaging Mm -hmm. and it was something that allowed us both to even go deeper in our relationship together but that allowed you to take a step back and do whatever healing that you needed to do in that time because let's be clear this podcast is going nowhere (laughs) you guys are like stuck with me I mean we're going somewhere but we're going there together (laughs) oh meaning it's not going away right let me be clear this podcast is not going away I was like where is she going with this (laughs) (laughs) meaning like this podcast nowhere this means too much we're not going anywhere we're not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I, you um, know, I think we felt rest assured in, in sharing that with folks when you had to take a step back, but it's such yeah. an interesting season and one where we just always give each other the freedom to like reevaluate. So yeah, I will. And love, let's be clear. I, I just, I wasn't ready to share it publicly. Right. Yep. And that's and I, never and that's happened to me before. 
<laughs> and that's something that I've been, you know, pressing on you to just let me know when it is that you're ready. And so today <laughs> is the day that you're ready. It's the day <laughs> to share. And so Jen's going to break down for us, like, why she stepped back from the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, creatively, like, I hope you guys in also the things that you're going to learn about um, Genevieve's journey over the last year and understanding, you know, kind of point A to point B to point Z. I don't even know all the shit that happened <laughs> last year. There's probably a <clears throat> second alphabet. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> Double letters. Um, but I, I hope that you guys learn a lot in that, but also in the overarching theme that it's okay to step back and take mm-hmm. care of yourself and reevaluate and figure out what it is that you need to be and doing moving be forward permanent. that's supportive in whatever season that you're in. And this was just yes. a really shitty season. Blah. Yeah. Really <laughs> shitty season that actually was pretty prolonged. <laughs> oh, blah. it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So tell us more. I mean, like, blah. let's start way back to like, we find out about COVID. We're on lockdown. Like, yeah. you know. Well, let's, I mean, first of all, I was not nervous until like a couple seconds ago (laughs) and I don't get nervous. You guys, I'm the kind of person that's just like, let's hang it all out here. Let's talk about it. I'm in a safe space. Like it's not, this is not new. Like I have never been nervous to like open up and talk about things on the podcast. And I'm not saying that I'm nervous. I'm like nervous sided a little bit because I'm ready to talk about it. I know for a factual fact I am not the only person going through this. Like, no. <laughs> and um, 2020 just royally sucked so bad, but there's a lot to be learned from it. And I mean, ultimately, I think my journey really started back in 2019. Um, and this is important to not deep dive into, but to acknowledge that, you know, in August of 2019, I had a pretty serious like family trauma go down that I felt blindsided by and it just it knocked me on my butt for like solid six weeks where um you know and I still feel like I'm grieving things still you know and that's important to acknowledge because so much about what trauma can do to the body is relevant to so many of us in the last year (laughs) that you need to know that this happened to me <laughs> and this happened to me point blank, like before COVID was even like a thing, but I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't know how to acknowledge it. I didn't know how to wade through it. And I did look through, look for a therapist pretty heavily for about four or five months and then COVID hit. And then I was like, I don't even know which way's up and down. And like, I, I didn't pursue it very well into the beginning of COVID, but I don't think any of us pursued much of anything during that time. But <laughs> um, so it was one of those like that that happened then we had march 2020 covid lockdown started to happen and i felt like i hadn't really recovered from the holidays even um because i had family i hadn't seen in a long time come in and visit in february um and then very beginning of march we held an in-person workshop class that i just adored the day after i got back from a family vacation like it was just go 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 and um I vowed to myself that I wouldn't do that this year. That I wouldn't allow myself to get into that state of like, I wanted to come into January rested and ready for the year and not needing a vacation for my life. So March, 2020 goes down, COVID lockdowns happens. And, um, my husband lost his job almost before, before there was even, I didn't even know a stimulus check could even be a thing. I didn't know that there would ever be any extra help 
with unemployment, we were very fortunate that the timing of it allowed us to take advantage of the help that we really needed financially in that time very quickly. And so really we were fine and I knew we'd financially be fine, but the future was so uncertain and that is so unsettling in in every way, shape and form. And it's like you guys all experienced this. COVID lockdown was not a simple. It's so easy to say COVID lockdown, but it was not a simple thing that we went through. No. <laughs> um, like it was every single person had complex issues and worries and fears. And I am not I, I, I absolutely went through that. Um, and so. May 2020 was when things really hit the fan um, physically for me. Um, 20, May, 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 May was a tough month for me. Um, we were, there were starting to be these conversations of how do we, you know, continue society this way. And there was a lot of, I was scared and I was worried. And I think we all collectively felt that. Um, my brother was in um, like self-quarantine lived by himself in a high rise in Seattle <laughs> and he was living in 300 square feet totally by himself and we hadn't seen him since Christmas and I know he was like going out of his mind like <laughs> no significant other no friends to really see because he was new to the city he was in um anyway and so we convinced him to come down for Mother's Day because we're like look you've literally been alone with <laughs> for months I think you'll be okay for to see you for Mother's Day weekend because my mom was worried about him. He comes down, snaps his Achilles tendon, <laughs> and his two-day visit turned into two months of staying here because he couldn't drive home because it was his driving foot. Your already full house became significantly uh-huh. more full. Uh-huh. And so we pivoted and my, bless my dad, he moved into my son's bedroom into a small corner of his bedroom for his office so my brother could recover from surgery in his office room and we somehow got a bed delivered because we nobody was open but we found like a medical emergency services place that would deliver a bed (laughs) and we had a bed delivered um and we set up the room for him to recover from surgery because it was emergency like he needed to have surgery right away and it still took two weeks for him to have surgery and because of COVID everything was like so slow mm-hmm. and and then there was all this fear about being in the hospital and like with my parents living like it was May was very complicated with that alone and then my husband gets an emergency call from his previous job and says we want you back like tomorrow and like guys <laughs> my kids were still in school and I'm like caring for my brother who's recovering and I'm like getting his pharmaceutical care and you know, he was in, he was outside of network because he doesn't live here. But, um, and so it was very complicated to get him the care that he needed. And he Mm. was, as you can imagine, like difficult to advocate for yourself when you're on narcotics recovering from surgery. Like, (laughs) like it's just, and so, um, I was doing a lot like, and then taking over, my husband was doing so much with my kids so I could still work. A little like a little bit um while he was here and it, I, it was just such a like a rip of a band-aid of him going back to work that there was no time to adjust there was no interview process because it was already a place that they knew and like he could easily slide back into the work and it, it just and so it just happened it's just all of a sudden he was gone and unavailable and so there was so much um that I just lost in support and gained in like <laughs> other people's needs that I love and care about 
And I tried so hard to be careful about my own needs during that time, but I was stressed. And guess what? That was the month I hit director with Beauty Counter. <laughs> like, what? And so I had this like beautiful team that's like doing stuff and I'm like, want to support them. And um, I, I got so close to director and I was like, oh my gosh. And so there was all these things happening. Um, the last week in March, my body just revolted. It was like, it was rejecting um, digestive support I'd been taking for two years. I was taking betaine for, and I was needing quite a bit of it, um, and having great results. Like I was looking for, I had no gas, I had no bloating. And very suddenly I was having these very fast, very hot. Cassie watched me have one. <laughs> we were getting ready to do um, a pop-up on online, an online get together with people that wanted to learn more about Beauty Counter. And like, I get on screen with her about 15 minutes before and like legit, I look at Cassie and I can feel myself getting hot. Like my face got hot and I could feel that my stomach started to like distend and it was fast. It went from nothing to like, I can't function. Like I had to take off my pants. I was sweating and all I could do was pace and the pain was so intense in well, such a now short we amount know of time. You were having a gallbladder attack. <laughs> right. Like, and I, it was, it was very high on my torso and I just mm -hmm. never had a reaction like that before. And I didn't know what to do. And I was just like, I mean, that, that happened twice in two days. And I just, I stopped all digestive support because I didn't know what else to do. And, um, I went as careful as I could with my food, but I just kind of just didn't, and it, it didn't happen again. But I, because of that, like, I know with what was going on with me physically absolutely affected me mentally. Um, by August of 2020, so May to August, I was off all digestive support because I was scared at that point. Um, I was trying to add it back in and having like little mini reactions to it where I started to get hot and sweaty with just like one instead of four betaine. And I was like, well, nope, I'm done. Like, And I, I tried several times to get back on support that had normally helped me in about like a four months time and it just none of it was, it was not working. And by August of 2020, I had this absolute like deep realization that I was depressed and it was difficult for me to come to that conclusion because I was getting out of bed every day I was having moments of joy um I was getting outside um you know like it wasn't it didn't look like you thought depression looked no and nobody around me knew and understood mm -hmm. what was going on but I realized I legit could have cared less about everything hmm. I was so apathetic towards everything I I was scared and apathetic and anxiety ridden like I mean I've always struggled with um a little bit of anxious thought but it's I've always been a um a naturally positive person that it's always felt kind of balanced for me hmm. um but it was just taking over and it was getting to the point where I just felt really dull I felt so like sparkless and I just, and I didn't care. Like it was bad. <laughs> and I, I had mentioned, I had mentioned this in private to a friend the other day and she was like, well, it makes sense. You didn't feel like you had the luxury of being in bed all day and mm -hmm. the luxury of like doing things for yourself. Um, you know, and it's like, not to say that everyone feels that way, but that's absolutely what my brain did. My brain was like, you must get out of bed every day. Your children need you. Your family needs you. And um, it's you, you have to get out of bed and do things. But 
Um, and I, I don't think I would have let myself go like lay into bed either because it would have felt like giving up. But I just you can't get past those feelings. Mm-hmm. You can't like it was not simple for me. And um, I I started to go once I accepted and realized and looked at the fact that I am depressed. I, I I'm almost textbook depressed right now um, was when I started to go into action for myself because I, when I explained it to my husband, he was like, I didn't know what was going on with you, but I know that there's something significant happening to you. And I, I, he's like, I've been worried about you and I don't know what to do about it. And the weird thing about depression for me was I couldn't see through anything. I couldn't see it. Like I couldn't advocate for myself because I couldn't see it. Um, I could go to all these logical places, but I just, Anyway, and I, I honestly, in early September, um, I, I wanted to try CBD oil with micro doses of THC in it because I've heard so many stories of people that found relief with um, anxiety and depression with it. And I was like, legit, like, let's do it. I'd been taking CBD oil just by itself with no THC in it for years and I felt some great effects from anti-inflammatory efforts, but I had also been, you know, I reached out to a few friends, um, Sharon Bailey. She's was absolutely such an angel for me during that time and reached out to her and was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, like, this is such a new world for me. I don't understand dosing. I don't understand sourcing. I don't like, like I legit was just like, I, I know you've been at least uh, you know this world that you can help me mm-hmm. and she was so kind and like like for like a day and a half walks me back and forth like all day long in helping me navigate things and by early um september i was dosing with it and by day three of my first time dosing on it and i was taking um capsules and i was i was more concerned about like ratio i am not an expert there are lots of great podcast episodes out there especially on a Sharon and Liz's podcast. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah, have I'll link whole... that in the show notes for everybody. It's, it's all yeah. about CBD. It's a great, great primer on those kind of initial learnings. Yes. Yeah. And it was important for me. I listened to that as well. And like, um, and so I was really concerned with like uh, ratio dosing. Like I wanted high CBD and micro doses of THC, but I knew I needed to play with it a little bit. But by like day three, I, I, no longer was like questioning whether this was like a placebo effect or I was just having a good day. Like I felt lighter. I felt peaceful. Like I had no idea how busy my head was Mm. until it stopped. (laughs) And then I was like, oh my gosh, like I felt like a different person, but only I just felt like a better version of me. Like, I didn't feel like not me, which has happened to me whenever I had partaken in any sort of substance, period. I don't like that feeling. Mm -hmm. This was not that feeling. This was, there I am. Well, I really love to hear that you have found some sort of like intervention or modality that helps you feel more balanced. And I think Mm -hmm. 
obviously we have a lot more to say about your journey with CBD and so much more. You still have so much more <laughs> to kind of let us all in on the rest of the story, but we're at time for today and we are committed to making these episodes a bit shorter this year. Yes, um, yes, yes. Hopefully that serves everyone well. I think it's going to serve. Everybody needs everything to be shorter and more succinct at this point. And we're not always super succinct in our conversations and we're not apologizing for that. So uh-huh. <laughs> I think we'll pick up the rest of this conversation next week where Jen will tell us more about her experience with CBD kind of bit I about. I so hope you guys would join us. Yeah. It was like, it's a, it's a good journey that a lot of people I think can need to hear. Yeah, well, and there's so much stigma attached to it, too, mm-hmm. because it comes from marijuana and hemp. And I think there's a bigger discussion to be had. And, and we're not ready to, like, be prescriptive in our discussion, nor are we ever really prescriptive. But um, around right. CBD, we'll, we'll have a future episode with an expert on CBD. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited to just continue the conversation and learn more about your experience with that and, and have you share that with folks on the podcast. So thank you guys for listening this week. Happy New Year still, you know, we're a few weeks into we'll January. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.